he uh, let me stay at his house. He had a um, a warehouse in um, a seedy part of town where the homeless would piss and shit on the street. But that's another story. That's my friend Carl Solomon. He and I have known each other since probably 2007. My name is Tim Polari, and I'm interested in people. Some folks might know me for my work in true crime, having hosted the Missing More Murray and Crawlspace podcast for years, but this is a much different kind of show. This is about my friends and their wild lives. Season one of Life Of will feature my friend Carl Solomon and his life of acting, music, and drugs. Oh, yes. Uh, the Different Strokes episode. Um the Undercover Lover episode, because okay. these are the roles I had between 80 to 85. Okay, great. Undercover Lover. Yes, Undercover Lover. Um, what happens is uh, Willis and Arnold, uh, they go to the same school, and this lady who is posing as a student is really a narc, as making believe she's in love with Willis, you know, played by Todd Bridges. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, um, so... She, she could uh, find out who was uh, dealing the cocaine. Okay, you know, at the school, uh-huh. and three cops come, and I say, "You're under arrest." So you're one of the cops. Yes, I went to the cops. I was actually able to locate this episode of Different Strokes, the old sitcom, and sure enough, Carl is there dressed as a policeman. Unfortunately, Carl's line is not heard in the episode, but there is this gem. Any- touches Willis Jackson, I'm going to break dance on the bridge of their nose. Understand, Turkey? Take him out of here. That's different from uh, a lot of the other roles you seem to get Yes, yes, as. I did. They call that an under five. An under five? What do you mean? Oh, under five lines. But I feel like that, like a cop character is more of like a clean-cut guy that they're going to cast. Yeah, yo, oh, I, yes, I was um, clean-shaven. You that were run. at that point. I did um, a couple of commercials for Chuppa Chups. Uh, um, Wisconsin Beef Council. To be honest with you, there wasn't that much. And this is what happened to me. Two things um, were against my favor and the whole time I was living in L.A. Well, I wasn't getting, like, much work to my desire. Yeah. I didn't like, you know, the living arrangements. I didn't like. Uh, If I found a living arrangement, um, it was impossible. You you needed like money for two things. Yeah. Rent and car. And LA could afford one or the other. And it it was unfair. It really was. Yeah. And um, I was just, you know, plain unhappy. I I mean, now I'm really happy. Yeah. In in LA. Yeah. Um, The problems I had then don't exist now. Good. So- I was continuously, you know, harassed by the cops. Oh, yeah. You know, for, you know, just walking down, you know, like the street with a backpack and stuff like that. So what happened was there was a place I was visiting um, in Berkeley every weekend, Mm -hmm. on weekends, whenever the, you you know who was performing there, (laughs) um, the Grateful Dead. And I became friends with... All these people that were living under one roof. There was 18 people living un- under one roof in Berkeley. And they called themselves the Arch Street Zoo. The Odd Street Zoo? Arch, A-R-C-H. Okay. Um, it was the best place I lived at in my whole entire life. I wish it would have lasted forever. But you know how, um, we well, we got evicted in 88. Why'd you get evicted? 
um, the sister of the um, owner, you know, had had bought it, and she was up, you know, and wanted to gentrify it and okay. um, make it into, um, you know, um, you know, less, you know, less rooms, so okay. she could jack up the, you know. The, the price and everything, yeah, which has been the you know the problem that going on in L.A. and uh, San Francisco, and it's a it's a big California problem. It really yeah. is. I and I really had a good time because I was able to um, tra- you know like I transferred my union membership. You know, I um, forgot to tell you in 1981 I joined AFTRA, and then in 1984 I joined the Screen Actors Guild. Great, and um, that was in L.A. But I transferred that membership. Uh, to the uh, the Bay Area, so now we'll get to um, um, the Bay Area. <laughs> Which years were this? Was this um, 1985 to 1988? Okay, uh, they were really great years. And I got to tell you something: living in a house which is halfway between um, the Berkeley High School and the Greek Theater means wall-to-wall deadheads. That's cool, uh, We yeah. had 100 people uh, okay. staying at our house um, in, in several occasions. Okay, so that's the center of the, the counterculture movement. Out of that main explosion of the utopian counterculture, it seemed coincidental, but the best artist in the history of music took place at that very same time. Yeah. The Dead, Pink Floyd, and even, you know, the Rolling Stones. Um, any artist that is, you know, still, that started in the 60s and is still performing, they are the best. So in in uh, your formative years, when you were about 14, struggling with school, running away, you saw this counterculture movement happening in this area in California, Berkeley, yes, yes. San Francisco. Yes, yes, I took a tour camp, um, a YMCA camp I, I went on. So at, so you thought it was utopia, basically. Yes, yeah, I saw them. They were all selling stuff like uh, the Berkeley Barb or um, the underground, you know, comic uh, at that time. And, okay. um, but the, we, but we, we, you saw it from a distance that that was what I you saw wanted, it from a distance. where you wanted wow, to be. Wow, these people. And then, like... Yeah. Television had a habit of one one side embraced it and then the other side made it negative. And if there was any incident that made the majority of the of the people on this planet, if there was one person that repelled people from that lifestyle, Charlie Manson. Oh, okay. That's right. Yes. yes. Okay, I see where you're yes. going with that. Yeah. Okay. So but you you actually found yourself in this same geogra- yes, geographical yes, area uh, yes, 20 years yes. later. So it took you a while. You you went yeah. around the world quite literally yes. and found yourself back at this area yes, where yes. in your formative years you um, because of that, wanted to be. Um, in fact, New Year's Eve 76 to 77 was my first um, New Year's Eve show. So I felt instead of like traveling around, if, you know, if I had to stay at one and and that was, um, you know, because this was before I went to Israel, and I had um, failed miserably at a DG, and I and I'm only saying failed, in the sense that I could not get financing. Yeah, you know, to to do the work that I wanted to do. It was like a very very um, tough industry to crack. It it was, and I found acting. Mm-hmm. 
an easy industry to crack. But now it's even easier. Really? Thanks to Hulu and Netflix (laughs) and um, Amazon Prime. These Um, streaming services. These streaming services. More more, shows than ever. There's more original content shows where they need actors and actresses. That's great. So it's easier now. And that's why I'm getting another reason why I'm getting all these principal, you know, jobs instead of, you know, background. But I don't want to go into what um, happened between. 94 and 95. Why not? It was really bad. Oh, really? Really, 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 really bad. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll skip. Um, oh. Okay, unless you want to unless you want to mention it uh a hint. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. All right, it's a pig problem. Okay. But okay. that's about it. Gotcha. Okay. Um <laughs> All right, so that's one of the theme, the major themes here in your life, though it seems. Yes, is. yes, it started from being told I, you know, had no right being at Planning Fields Arboretum in um, in northern Nassau County. It was like only a certain amount of people were allowed to be there. They're, they're very uh, discriminatory, and the pigs were involved, and and, and there has been no problem since then. Okay, I, that's I, good to hear. Um, yes, so. Uh, one of my favorite casting directors, Bill Dance, um, <laughs> uh, calls me while I'm in Reno, Nevada. Um, I wound up, it's a long story, but I wound up in Reno, Nevada. Okay. I had to live in Reno. It was great because there was a couple, um, there was a couple that I'm still friends with who I went with, attended more dead shows than anybody else, the Curzan family. So Very it was cool. because of them I chose Reno. Nice. Okay. Um, um, and so, and I, I went to paralegal courses then. Okay. Um, so, you went uh, to paralegal courses? like Yes, yes. I went to school again, Truckee Meadows Community College. To potentially transition careers? Um, yes. Okay. Yeah, wow. I, I was like, in a way, I was forced to give up acting. It had to be like, as the, as they say, a real job. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, and I even wound up working at Little Caesars, too. I get this phone call. Out of the middle of nowhere, from Bill Dance, um, and it was, who co- coincidentally just cast me in uh, two projects this year. Very again. cool. Shout out Bill Dance. He asked me, "How would you like to be on Ed TV, um, directed by the one and only Ron Howard?" Ron Howard, that's right. Okay. Yes, uh, Ed TV with Matthew McConaughey. Yes, right? yes, okay. that's the one. Yeah, I remember that one. Um, so, um, and he said, um, "If Ron Howard likes you, you'll get multiple days." Cool. And so um, I drove um, over the Donner Pass, um, you know, on I-80 to um, San Fran. Okay. I worked on that day, and my friend, uh, Rand Crook, um, like, you know, hi, Rand. Um, he uh, let me stay at his house. He had a, um, uh, he had a, um, oh, my God, a warehouse just like this. Oh, cool. Um, uh, but it was off an alley. Yeah. In, um a seedy part of town where the homeless <laughs> would piss and shit on the street. Okay. But that's another story. So um, I had a place to stay and I got uh, 10 days on Ed TV nice. as, you know, a, a background artist. I could, you could see me with the, the red woolen hat. Okay. And then on the final day, Ron Howard said, okay, you say this, you say that. You, and um, he gave five of us, you know, dialogue. Yeah. And it was, um, and he told me to say, good night, good night, Ed. But I added, see you tomorrow. <laughs> and um, I got upgraded. Oh, very cool. Yes. Okay, so they kept it in the movie too? 
It it didn't make it. Oh, it didn't okay. make it. In, but unfortunately, you, got, you got upgraded on the set. Yeah, I still got to still get residuals and a better check. From, yes, yeah, yeah, still get like uh, that's very cool. You know, fifty cents. You right, know, right. Every once every in a while, you get months. like a, yeah. a check for fifty yeah, cents. Y- yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's kind of one of those weird things about the entertainment industry that if you're not in it, that's kind of a really weird. Yeah, thing that was people. one way. Yeah, one way to get principal work. Yeah. is uh, you. It, it doesn't happen that much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you do background work, and if they love you, they'll upgrade you. Did you speak to Ron Howard on set? Did how did how That's did the he... weirdest thing? I did it because after our scene, we wrapped. And the thing is, the reason why we wrapped, I guess we, we did a lot of scenes that day. Yeah. Um, Ron realized we would go into golden time, which means um, after 16 hours, it's golden time. Yep. I don't think uh, Universal wasn't hip to that. So... Um, <laughs> So that was it, and, but, but I, I wasn't. They didn't. Uh, I didn't get recalled. But you said that. Um, I think that the, was it. That was just those ten days. But you said so. that the casting director said you'll get multiple days if Ron likes you. So somewhere along the line, Ron made the decision to give you multiple days. Yes, I never formally got to uh, thank him. But you met like the AD who who yes. probably spoke to Ron, and Ron's probably like, "I love that guy. <laughs> um, I, need, I need that guy. How can you not want you on set, Carl?" Yes. Yes. <laughs> I never, um, you know, I come to think of it, but I never, you know, got to work with Ron again. Yeah. But the thing is, here's what the big difference between Jim Hosking and Ron. Jim Hosking uses the same people. <laughs> he loves us all. Well, that's a great, and, um, great trait. And Ron is, um, he uses different people. Um, yeah. I think he's used, well, he used Tom Hanks, you know, several yeah. times. Yes. But I'm no Tom Hanks. What about the uh, the Cohen brothers? You did you work with them on on some sets? Yes, with them? yes. How did that uh, go? Two, in fact. Two. Um, I worked on um, um, Hail Caesar. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I'm one of the people that imprisoned George Clooney because he got kidnapped. Okay. I'm I'm in the rowboat scene. Okay. Um, oh yeah, the, the house where uh, we kidnap uh, George Clooney. Okay. And now we discuss some other acting roles and where Carl was living during this period of time. I moved back to San Francisco in 2000. Okay. Um, and um, I did courtroom, a combination of, the, for a few years, I was doing courtroom uh, background searches um, where oh, I would so go to the actually, court, uh, you, courthouse and look up, you know, see if somebody was a you know, convicted felon or. Oh, so you put that into use, that training that you that got. That training I got as a paralegal, I put that into use. Great. Um, and I got, you know, jobs that I was, you know, found my niche Okay. and, um, I would do, um, and I would work on the sets, um, you know, in the Bay area. So just sort of on the side. Yeah. On the side. And I don't okay. think I got any, uh, pr- principal work at that time. Yeah. Um, I, I moved to LA again in 2004. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's what I was doing. I was living, um, I was living in a combination of Pacifica um, California, which is on the coast, and um, and then I moved um, inland um, to um, Calaveras County. Okay, uh, with my friend Steve Rancart, really nice guy, Steve Nat Rancart, homie, <laughs> you're great. Um, and then um, I was like, I would get booked on a union background gig in um, in um, L.A., so I would have to stay up all night, yep. and it was really dangerous getting to the set from the town of Murphy's in California. So I'd, um, have you ever did this while driving? 
go like that to keep your, yourself awake? Uh, I don't with know what your happened. I mean, I've like slapped myself. Oh, I, I like uh, roll down the windows, start singing real loud, stuff like that. I do. Yeah, it was it was really dangerous. Yeah. Um, I, I so I so I would you know get to the set by like six or seven in the morning. Uh-huh. What did I do? I wound up like finding myself living in Pahrump, um, Nevada, also, um, and working on you know the sets in Nevada as well. But as the 2000s came along, um, I was getting, um, you know, pr- you know, more uh, principal work. And, um, oh, 2004 was when I physically, I, I got out of Calaveras County mm-hmm. and I lived in L.A. for good. And that, except for like three years in New Mexico, I decided it's L.A. Okay. So you bounced around quite a bit. Yes. In those yes. years. And, and, um, and besides, and. All right, the two greatest principal—and I call it the pre-Hosking principal <laughs> like jobs—was you. Yes, you and uh, Model Ball. All those episodes of Model Ball. That's right. Yeah, and um, and Pan Man. Yeah. And we will get to Pan Man eventually. Next episode, we will discuss the time that Carl and I first met. So, do you remember what you wore? Did I wear Grateful Dead or tie-dye stuff? No, you wore a bathrobe. Oh. You don't remember that? (sighs) No. No.